Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Facebook audio room. My name is Stone Mountain 64. Today we have, to me, a very, very legendary guest. Uh, I've known him for a very long time in the industry. First, of course, watching him. And uh, he's going to be a really awesome guest. It's going to be Jack Frags. So we'll see if we can get him on in here in a hot second. These Facebook audio rooms are a new feature uh, that uh, Facebook's implemented. And we've been doing for now two episodes. We had my wife join in on one, as well as uh, Dan Mitri, who Jack also knows, as a matter of fact. But I'm going to see if I can get him added. And we'll get started in a second. All right. Jack, what's going on, my good sir? Welcome, everybody. If you are just tuning in, there we go. Welcome, everybody. My name is Stonemount64. If you guys have not joined in on a Facebook audio room before, this is a live Facebook room uh, that will also be post-watchable as well. I've actually done one of these with my wife, joined in on the first episode that we did. We also had uh, Dan Mitri, who Jack also knows, as a matter of fact, um, through a lot of our content creation journey. And to me, uh, I was saying this at the very beginning of this, Jack, you are definitely a legend in the community. I've been watching you before I even really started creating. Obviously, I saw a ton of your stuff back in even like Battlefield 3 days. He's a very, very long-time YouTuber. Uh, streams as well. I guess like what what is kind of your eyes, um, your space in the content creation world? Oh, man. Uh, can you hear me okay, by the way, David? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you great. Sweet. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's coming up to 10 years now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy when you think of it like that, you know. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah, it just started out as a hobby for me. And uh, I saw that other people were doing it. It was very early on, 2011. There were a lot of established content creators on YouTube in terms of, like, Call of Duty, starting to see a little bit of Minecraft. <laughs> and um, I just thought, you know, no one's really doing this for Battlefield. So yeah, give it a shot. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that, was been, a, uh, that was the thing for me too, because I, I had kind of started with Call of Duty, Black Ops 1, and I, like, I saw you creating Battlefield and like Battlefield getting more interest. And there was this, I don't know how you've, you know, I want to talk about kind of like the cycles of games specifically too. Like, I feel like there's always, especially just for, I mean, it's been like 15 years Call of Duty games have been coming out similar to Battlefield even before. I kind of got into it really with like Battlefield 3 later on than you even really did with it. And, um, you know, seeing like even back then, there's still like a degree to it now with like the rivalries between like PUBG and Fortnite that we've seen. Like, I feel like there's always been one between call of duty and battlefield and like even trying to switch over to battlefield people were just getting pissed at me and like uh <laughs> raging with like that there's always those divides i guess you kind of play both the games how has that bridge been for you seeing both of those kind of come together and then obviously this year too we got a whole lot to talk about with battlefield 2042 coming out the new vanguard which is coming out we just saw beta 4 you actually got the chance to play at least vanguard we know from uh, your yeah. videos so i guess Lot to unpack there, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the the rivalry between COD and Battlefield, I don't think it's always been there. I think COD dominated that multiplayer space early days, you know, obviously starting with the World War II game, and then it really accelerated with COD 4 Modern Warfare. But I think the first few Battlefield games, like 1942, uh, Vietnam, you know, they 
they were big games in their own respects and they did a load of new stuff that other games just weren't doing but they were niche in a certain respect like they weren't ever as polished as the as the as the call of duty games back in yeah. the day um but then bf2 released and they did the whole modern warfare thing and i think that started to slowly attract some of those pod players and then really i think the big turning point when that rivalry kicked off in, in a, a grand scale was bf3 like it's gotta be like the the marketing with that game that yeah. Dyson EA did, uh, and that I think that was going up against Modern Warfare Three at the time. So you had two options, right? You had the hyper polished MW Three versus BF Three, bit rough around the edges, especially at launch, but it offered sixty four players destruction, bit more customization. And since then, um, yeah, they've been rivals, but Battlefield's definitely picked a lot more support since then, and. I think with Warzone, COD maybe started to take a few elements of Battlefield and put it in their game instead. Yeah, I think too, like when Modern Warfare came out, they had the ground war experience, which was a 32v32. So for me, and like this is something I was telling people constantly, was like, this game is going to take over a lot of the people that were interested in Battlefield for those reasons. And then they're also... I don't remember. Maybe that was when Battlefield Five came out, or maybe it was just after that. But it was like, or there, there wasn't a game that year. But there was like, it felt like a lot of people were just on board with Modern Warfare. Obviously, it was a modern game. It was cutting into a lot of those aspects with it. Um, yeah, I think I think that was when it came. I can't remember. Yeah, but so there was BF BF Five release um, November twenty eighteen, and then Modern Warfare came out. Um, I think it was the end of October 2019. So yeah, and and we didn't really have that many updates for BF5. And it, would it be in a World War II game? You know, it just didn't appeal as much. Well, Battlefield's also on this. It's it's every other year that it comes out the game, right? Yes, they usually do a two year cycle. And so that's like, yeah, it's an opportunity to kind of build it up. But to your point too, like they didn't really have, they were, when did you get into Battlefield and start playing it? I mean, I've, I've played every game. Like I started really? in 1940. Yeah, yeah, with, with 1942. Um, I used to play a lot of Counter-Strike and that's all I played. Uh, you know, competitive, I, I would play, I would get yeah, home from school. Yeah, because you played on PC. Yeah, yeah, I played, played all on PC. I would get home from school, not do my homework and just play CS for like five hours. But then... 1942 came out and it was just a space for me to decompress and chill and not have to be so focused on that competitive gameplay um and that's when i really got into it i would play it with a couple other nerdy friends at school <laughs> because there wasn't that many and uh i actually was lucky enough to have a decent internet connection i think it was 2002 it came out um and i could actually play 1942 with a decent ping and then you know uh Desert Combat came out, which which changed all of 1942 into modern weapons and vehicles, and that really uh, got me way more invested in in that game. So yeah, I've I've been through them all, man. Played them all. The only That's one that awesome, I didn't really man. play that much was probably Bad Company One, because that was a console exclusive. Um, so I I didn't really play multiplayer in that, but I have since gone back and played through the campaign. That's it. That's gotta be interesting to like see the series evolve from where it has to where it's now coming out with Vanguard. And it really is, like, to the point where, like, maybe it wasn't competing with the juggernaut of Call of Duty way back when. Like, you know, it was in its own way. 
now it really is like, I mean, the, the mentality of like, at least the comments and the communities and what I see is like, so many people are on board and interested in Battlefield. I'm seeing just like L's and <laughs> Vanguard release trailer or whatever it is. Like, you know, people are still very split on it, but like, it really is up there on all that. And then for me, when I kind of started, I really only ever played on console. So when you're talking about like, yeah, they had the six, 64 players and the bigger battles in Battlefield 3 too, like, I didn't get to experience that until the next gen Xbox ones came out because I was playing on the Xbox 360. We were playing 32 man lobbies <laughs> and that was still interesting to me because they took a lot of aspects to your point where they're like innovating and they're doing new things with it, where there is destructible environment in games. There's projectiles that you are actually shooting. Like to me, that was the most mind blowing thing back in the day was actually having the ability to shoot a sniper and watch that bullet fly across the map and like and hit something as well as just the ability to get into jets i remember like my buddy was showing me battlefield for the first time and I, he was like yeah you, you get the jets you get the helicopters they're at the back of the map over here you just get in it and then you can you know go and use it and i was like but you don't have to get a kill streak first you don't have to get <laughs> five kills or ten like there's no requirement why wouldn't you just get in a jet every single game nonstop and they're like i mean you could do that if you wanted to so that was literally what i did was i pretty much only did jets i did like some of my first series on battlefield that i did which i only did a couple on it kind of flopped after but i did like tutorials on jets and like was just doing you know basics on that front but like it was so cool to have that environment and then to your point too like modern warfare starting to get into some of that now that it seems like they're kind of they were they were almost getting closer in what they're doing, but now it seems like with these next games that are coming out, they're going back to their strengths more. Like Call of Duty seems like to me that they're they're going back to like you know we're, our smaller modes. We got the moving hardpoint mode. Like we're really focusing on the multiplayer, and and then Battlefield's like we're really going we're going bigger. We're going to 128 players, 64 v 64. No battle royale. Of course, we don't know what hazard mode is and some of these other things. But like, I mean, do you think that's a fair assessment? Is that is that how you see some of these things happening as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I don't know if it's going to work for COD though, and that's because I think the behavior of their players has changed because of Warzone. Um, yeah. Like, when you boil it down, Call of Duty is still an arena shooter, and arena shooters have been around since what Quake. You know, like, like yeah. 1999 or something like that. Or whenever it might be, 96, I don't remember. Um, and it's still an arena shooter. Let's say 6v6, as you mentioned. That's classic COD. And even with Vanguard, like yesterday, I was, I was playing it. Even though you've got objectives, right? You've got domination, you've got patrol, kill confirmed. You're still on a really small map, 6v6, running around. And the main objective, 99% of the time, you're shooting people in the face. Right. Um, and... I mean, for me personally, like, I think that's fine. And a lot of people still enjoy that. But right. um, I'm kind of, I've grown out of that now. And I, I need that bigger scale. And I need that sandbox, more toys to play with. And with Activision and Call of Duty making Ground War, making Warzone, <laughs> they've opened up their player base to this whole uh, chocolate factory that they just didn't know existed because all they've ever played is Call of Duty. All they've ever played is that small scale. Um, That's interesting, yeah. And and they're experiencing Warzone and they're experiencing helicopters. You've got that middle ground between uh, the ground and the air and you can do things like shoot them out of the sky. You can be in a helicopter and shoot down on people. You can use transport vehicles. You can do 1,500 meter snipes, which you just 
you can't do on a normal COD map in an arena shooter. And I think all these COD players are now experiencing that different, interesting gameplay that people like me and you, who've been Battlefield fans for years, well, we know what it's like. We, yeah. We've experienced it, and we, we, we really enjoy that. But now they've opened all these players up to that. And I'm not sure that the traditional COD really appeals to that audience as much anymore. And I think that Warzone is going to carry COD forward. I think COD is becoming Warzone. It's becoming that bigger scale. Well, they announced at the end, uh, you know, I, was, I watched that reveal video that they did yesterday. Uh, it was like a 30-minute recap of, like, what their intentions are with the multiplayer. They are adding, like, some destructible environment to it, although I was even watching your stream yesterday as well, and I saw you at one point just, like, sprint through a destructible <laughs> thing and you're like, like, like man. yeah it just you just like busted oh, yeah. through a wall that like it, it, it didn't look like like it looked like it was re relatively sturdy but you're just you know like a, a superhero <laughs> running through this wall it's like they kind of got some aspects of it but it's still nothing really like the destructible environment of what we've seen from something yeah. like a battlefield but to your point like they have kind of opened that up to where you are experiencing at 150 player counts going into mm -hmm. some of these absolutely massive match even though it's just one of them and and whatnot i do still see a lot of people at least in my comments and such who are like you know i i really just like to focus on multiplayer i still just play multiplayer i'm really enjoying cold war i'm gonna be in, i'm interested in vanguard for the multiplayer aspect but i do think there's a lot even more people there's even more people that have said like this is my first time playing a battle royale experiencing you know really what because call of duty did introduce projectile system to my knowledge um, you know, with Black Ops 4, when uh, they added Blackout, and there was some aspect there, but it's behind the paywall, of course, for the Battle Royale, so it wasn't as accessible, yada, yada. But, like, there was more... This is where now you really have far ranges. You really got to actually worry about your bullet velocity and some of the attachments and, sync and things that are in the game to where it's like... It, it has taken it to a different level, and um, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see how they continue going because I don't even know. Do you know, like, was there intention when Warzone was out and Cold War came out afterward? Was there intention to like integrate those two into each other? Like, did they think that Warzone was built out long? Have you ever, have you heard the developers talk about that yeah. or do you know? It's, I mean, it's, it's difficult to tell. I mean, I've ne I don't think they've ever publicly talked about that. Yeah. I, I, I haven't I, seen anything myself. Yeah. The, the thing is, Warzone, they probably knew they had a hit on their hands, uh, but you never know with gaming, right? They could, they could have just flopped, but they did everything right. They did free-to-play, they did cross-platform, 150 players. So you would assume that those, those plans are laid well in advance, right? So I think it was always intended to be integrated into the next game and the next game. I don't know how long they can keep on doing that for, though. Uh, but just to go back to your previous point about the, the destruction in Vanguard, right? Um, it's it's very scripted. It, it's, as you mentioned, like it's nothing on the scale of what we're used to with Battlefield. It's not as dynamic. Um, and it's more like, okay, I can shoot these tiles out and, uh, and make a new line of sight on this map. That's that, what it looks that's like. That's it, really. You know, it's, it, it's a bit gimmicky for me. Um, I like it on doors and stuff. And just to add a bit of drama and gravitas when you're in a room shooting things up and there's like, it's, and it's like with Apex, it's like with Apex Legends with their doors too, right? Like that's the one thing that really is destructible in that game, but it really has utility and purpose behind it being that way. And mm -hmm. Call of Duty traditionally is like you know it's that arena shooter you're, that you're talking about, where 
everything is specifically lined up. Like that tree is there for a reason to block your line of sight from this corridor or this yep. ledge. Like it's not there to just be destroyed so you can open that up. And they, they're still maintaining that from what I've seen, uh, you know, from the, the gameplay and everything. It, it, it is like, you know, even the, the, the high end where they're like, we have destructible environment. And then the B-roll that they cut to is, you know, holes on the wall, chairs destroyed, you know, a curtain kind of torn down. It really was not like, you know, a building leveled or a complete wall blown out by C4 or whatever to open up a complete new line of sight. Well, I mean, maybe there is a couple line of sights that are open, but it's not like a, a map changing experience. Like we've even yeah. seen from Battlefield where, you know, in Battlefield, I believe it was Battlefield 5, they added the, the building on it and because you would just level the entire map and then there was no more cover anywhere. So you had to have the ability to build something new there because otherwise you just got no cover for the rest of the game of what could be a really long battle, right? Yeah, the fortification system, yeah. I mean, it's um, it, it's fine what they're doing with it in Vanguard. Um, I, I do expect that we'll see it on the new Warzone map, though. It could be much bigger scale on that. So they might have some of those, you know, level-changing evolution events. I hate saying that word, but there it is. Um, I like levolutions. But, Why do you like levolutions? Well, I, I like it, but I don't like the the word. Like they they, they just turned it into this massive marketing thing, which I totally understand. Yeah, so they just went with levolution. But that, I mean, it could be on the new on on the new Warzone map. Um, would it do you be think they would do that? Maybe. I mean, there was a couple of bridges there. I'm thinking, you yeah. know, maybe we could you know see Fallout blow it up, whatever. Um, it just feels a bit like when I was playing Vanguard last night, when you compare it to games like Battlefield, it just feels a bit underwhelming when you fire a Panzerfaust at a, a wooden wall and it just mm -hmm. makes a bit of like a black sprite appear on the wall. <laughs> you know, that right. you just miss that, you miss that uh, dynamicism, I suppose, that you get in Battlefield games. But as you said, COD is so good at making that handcrafted experience where there's three lanes or exactly. know, this is why there's a tree there. That's, the but that, that's why I felt like at least, and I, I know a lot of people even who are listening were on board with this as well. It's like when Battlefield was coming out with their Battle Royale, like I had a lot of hopes and, um, you know, excitement for that, but they really didn't take it to the same level of Call of Duty when they released theirs, right? Like Call of Duty drops their Battle Royale months after the game had been out. It's going to be the dedicated free-to-play experience in its own game. Like you could just download uh, or, or, you know, you could download it and just play this for, for free with it. And it seemed like they had a much bigger team that was on board specifically for the Battle Royale, designing for it. It seemed like a lot more thought process had gone in as well from like previous games where they've got contracts to keep you engaged in the mid game. You got the custom mm -hmm. loadouts to have a dip. Like there were so many different ex unique experiences, like even though it wasn't a destructible environment, um, I guess like, do you, what did you see about the Battlefield Battle Royale that they dropped? Do you see them even trying to get into that again as well with what had happened from the last one, just from a player's perspective? I mean, Firestorm to me, it was like, it was never allowed to, to get out of the gate. Like they, they, they let Criterion build it, set it all up. Mechanically, it was very sound apart from the loot, which was terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, but, that was... Uh, you know, they, they, but it was they beautiful. Really, yeah, it was gorgeous map um, and, and some interesting gameplay uh, variants with the tanks and the B1s and stuff like that. The um, fire destroying system. the buildings. Like, oh, that was, that was so sick. Like, it was so sick to see the fire actually like crumbling buildings behind yeah. you. Like, I was so well, scared of that strike. damn zone. For like yeah, good reasons. I was... would be awesome, that really. 
like I'm, I'm scared of the gas in Warzone, but just because it kills you so incredibly fast compared to like other battle royals, like playing PUBG and some of these H1Z ones and games that have ha that have been out, like this was something that visually was really more fearful than like it, it, almost anything else that I'd really played. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, the 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 thing is with with Battlefield and Battle Royale, I think it, and I've always said this like they should do a frostbite battle royale and separate it from battlefield mm. uh they've got they've got the tools there frostbite's an awesome engine they're doing 128 players on the biggest maps they've ever done with destruction hopefully with a, a high uh tick rate and net code so if they you know if they separated it and made a battlefield royale that was separate uh i think they could have something huge there yes it would have to be free to play I mean, this would be a gargantuan task as well, mind. Like, I don't think they could focus yeah. on making a new Battlefield game if they were to make a Battle Royale game because DICE as a studio, I don't think they're big enough to take on that much work. So they would have to go, okay, look, um, let's say 2042 flops and it doesn't do as well as they wanted. It doesn't retain the players over, let's say, a two-year live service. And they go, we should have just made a BR. You know, I don't think they can then make a BR and make a new Battlefield game. I don't think you can keep both camps happy there. You've got to dedicate to one or the other. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see it, but separate from Battlefield because, I mean, you probably see it yourself on social media. Uh, there's a lot of pushback whenever someone mentions, like, Battlefield and Battle Royale uh, because BF players just like playing BF. They like Conquest. They like Breakthrough. Yep. Yeah, um, no, and that's the, it's the same thing even with like Halo. People, you know, want to see like a Halo battle royale or something integrated in that, but it's like the it's like the players that really want to have some of these challenges. It's not so much like the it, there's so many split communities even within it. But I think the thing for EA or for you know Battlefield as well is like they're also owned by EA. EA also creates Apex Legends. At least this is what I've heard people discuss in the past as well. And I guess like. I don't know if you have any insight into that, if you've ever heard anything like that too, or maybe you get a similar feeling from it, but it's like you have this kind of con constraint where do they even really want to compete with themselves if they created a completely different standalone battle royale that's also, you know, they also got Apex Legends, which is another battle royale that's incredibly successful for them. Do they even want to compete in that same genre with it? Like, do you yeah. think that's a consideration at all with it? Have you ever heard anything like that? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, the I think Apex they said in their earnings call. Don't quote me on this, but I think it made two billion dollars in like the last fiscal year or something. Like ridiculous. Like the MTX on Apex is is insane. Yeah. Um. So that is one hundred percent a consideration for EA. They're thinking, well, Apex <laughs> makes mad money for us. So why should we spend the next two years exactly taking dice and putting them to, to work on their own VR game and then we are competing with ourselves in a way but I I think both of those things could exist like I think you could have an right. Apex and you could have a Battlefield VR because for me there's a distinction between fans of those games like I I like Apex and I, I love Battlefield but Apex is still a sci-fi game to me Battlefield yeah. is like a modern military game that's rooted in reality and and I can relate to it um it has full damage, it has gun customization, it has that cool stuff. Apex doesn't. So I think both of those things could live uh, together. It's just 
do EA and DICE think we want to do this and have we got uh, the resources? Is it even worth it when we've already got an incredibly successful VR here? Yeah. Well, and two, like, I feel like the the gaming companies are often slow to move on some of this too, especially like the AAA developers. Because, I mean, when we saw PUBG come out, I remember even talking with developers or talking with people at EA that I, I did have any connection with, and I was like, "Man, you guys got to You got to create a battle royale experience that is that is good." And it was like years before even when Warzone came out, it still was not like a hundred percent certain if we were gonna get a battle royale created from Call of Duty. It was yeah. like it was like an after the fact, like, "Hey, here's our modern warfare," and then couple months later, like, okay, we're going to do a battle royale. Everybody's wanting a battle. We're going to do it. And, like, they gave it an attempt. But it was, you know, obviously we did see a full descent into it with Apex Legends from EA. And that was phenomenal to see as well because after playing PUBG for so long, which is kind of just, like, scrapped together, early access game, had so many issues, and people wanted to see improvements on it or whatever. And a lot of people still play it and they enjoy it. That's awesome. But like at the time it was still so early and like we wanted to have a good polished experience and to get that for the first time with Apex Legends for me was like a complete game changer. I, I just completely fell in love with uh, the ability to do that. Obviously we had something too with like Blackout, but it still wasn't that the massive experience as well as, as like what Fortnite created as well, which is another one that I literally always forget about. But <laughs> when was the last time you played Fortnite? Uh it's been a year or two like the first two to three seasons of that were really good funny enough i i watched a clip like it was like last week maybe it was over the weekend of like one of the original viral clips from fortnite when the there was these two guys inside one of the, just the random houses towards the middle of the map zones closing it's at the end they're like 2v1 one of them goes down and they're just like scared with a shotgun in the corner no building no 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 towers going up or everything but they're just like experiencing it like they don't have time to heal or trying to pick up the golden scar or whatever it was and it was like it's just so fun to see that and uh i mean the development of where that game at is at now but i think that's an inevitable there was something too that even people were bringing up on my stream yesterday is like this is one of the reasons i can't even play um warzone now it's just like people like you are so insane at the game or you know and i'm fairly good at the game but there's also people that are you, you know like five six kds that are pulling 40 50 kill games and it's like they can't even play but a lot of times like that's just the iteration of how the game goes too i mean that's a whole nother a whole nother thing but it really is yeah, crazy yeah. to see where the where these battle royale games are even going as well mm -hmm. and that um what you described there was was a little i think that's one of the reasons why they're so popular because they have stories um yeah arena games like that's one thing, that, going back to what we were talking about earlier, about like maybe people are moving away from that traditional arena shooter into something bigger. It's because games like Battlefield and games like Warzone, they have a narrative. Like, yeah. If you're playing TDM or Domination, you're just running around mindlessly killing people, uh, kill, kill, die, kill, 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 call in a kill streak, die, respawn, kill, kill, until the game's over, right? Yep. Um, and that's why it feels old to me. Whereas if you play a VR game, it's got an ebb and flow to it. It has a narrative and you have these little story beats where something happens with a helicopter, something happens where you try and get your loadout and you have to fight over it. It, it kind of reminds me of like when I was younger, I used to play a bit of painful. And you would just have those moments which you would talk about after the game yes. with your friends, you know, while you were eating, eating a snack or whatever, or, you know, in, in a few weeks, just reminiscing about it. 
that's why VR games are, are so successful because they have that. I know the games do. They've got the story. They've got the beginning, the middle, the end. Uh, they've got the intensity when you get in a crazy firefight, but then there might be a dip where you just you're losing for five minutes or you're just chatting with your friend and it becomes a social thing. You don't have that time to breathe in, in arena shooters, but you do in a VR game. And that's, you know, social gaming is becoming so massive now. And so many people who didn't play games before are into it because of that social aspect. And VR games allow you to do that because you get time to breathe. And they create those moments that you remember rather than just kill, die, kill, die. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'd argue there's some good moments that you'll remember in terms of like getting a hunter kill game or, you know, those, those are some of the fun things that I do remember or getting the kill streak for the first time, you know, calling in dogs yeah. and black ops one was, you know, there, there's definitely those moments, but I see what you're saying, right? Like it's, it's such a bigger story arc with that. And it's also, to me, it's like, you have those moments at the end where, especially if you're playing solos, it's like every game comes down to that one V one V one, or, you know, there's four people left inside the zone or, or even like back in PUBG, Like I remember crawling in the grass, just hiding because I didn't know is this person <laughs> going to be over the corner or whatever it is. And there's, there's so many of those intense moments that are really built up. Not even just because you, or you pull off a credible clutch or moment. And it's like, if you're player number, uh, you know, 50, even in, and this is something similar, even for me for battlefield where it's like, if I'm going to be player number 63 or 64, you know, in, uh, in, <laughs> in, in the new battlefield game. And, it's like, what real potential do I have as an individual player to get a crazy play, to clutch a game, to do something incredible? Maybe mm -hmm. there's going to be like a bomb-based mode and you can go in and plant the bomb and like it, it really comes down to you on it. But a lot of times like you can get a lot more of those experiences. Even with 150 people in a game, you can be like, you're the, if you're playing solos, you go in with 150 people, there is only one person coming out of that. Like the story of that is just, you know, that's like why Hunger Games is so popular too. And like all of these other things around that, like it, it really makes for some cool experiences. And that's what too, like, I'm even curious of how many people are able to get into Warzone or Battle Royales as like a first time playing a game or shooter. Like, does it make sense to have that transition? Because I know many people like myself, like you come from playing other shooter games and having experience there before getting into a battle royale it's like similar even like in call of duty like for a lot of people that's search and destroy in call of duty that's where a lot of those epic moments where you can really like that's even like the bomb based modes or whatever where you can be the individual clutching out a game and having those moments you can do it but a lot of times people don't start in search and destroy they'll start in like you know learning the basics from another mode uh, but i don't know how many people like go straight into war zone with no real backup experience because a lot of people will even ask me how do you get good at some of these things and it's like mm -hmm. well you practice in other games other modes or against bots or against uh you know in aim trainers where you you, you actually learn the mechanics so you need to know the mechanics because if you get to the end game you're not going to be able to clutch a game if you don't have the mechanics unless somebody just screws up and you get lucky right like and that can happen too yeah totally um you know I it's it's easy to forget that, isn't it? That uh, you know, people who have played lots of games or lots of shooters, let's say for five or ten years, they already know the basics, so they can really get stuck into these type of games like Warzone and, and learn the meta quickly and pull off that uh, that craziness that feels so good. Um, but it's like you mentioned there, SMD, right? Like that's that's a small game mode, uh, very similar to Counter Strike, where you can 
have a big impact on the game or the round. And that's similar to, to Warzone. Your life has uh, a value because there's a bit of risk to it. There's a consequence of dying. If you die yeah. in Warzone, you go to the Gulag. If you die in the Gulag, you're out of the match. You care a bit more, right? Uh, and so you have a you have a stronger connection to your life in the game. Whereas if you're playing TDM domination, it doesn't matter if you die because you're just going to respawn. There is no consequence there. And I, for me, I feel like gaming has got to that point now where it's, it's evolved past that and people just want that narrative experience. They want that story moment. Well, with these new games that come out, like, you know, we get a new quality a Call of Duty every single year. It's been, <laughs> I think this is the 15th year of every single year a Call of Duty comes Crazy. out. And usually they're like, you know, for me, for a long time, I was playing it for four or five months or whatever it was before I moved on to something else. Or now lately, it's really been like a month or or so for me before I go back to kind of my main staples. Even like with Cold War coming out, I didn't really even play very much of that at all. And I just kept on playing Warzone, which is really weird to be playing a Call of Duty game for as long as I really have been now. Like it's been over a year and I'm still playing. Like this, this is from Modern Warfare from multiple years ago and I'm still playing it. I guess like, we're getting another cycle now with Battlefield coming out, Battlefield 2042. This has been two years since we've seen a previous one of those. Like, they're still trying to cater to those newer players as well who have, like, never even played a shooter. They're, they're trying to open it up. I guess, like, how do you see that in, the, in this new release, this new cycle of games that are coming out for the people that aren't, like, wanting to get into the high end of, like, you know, playing this for so long and um, everything from that? I mean, it, for me, it comes down to accessibility and giving people the option to, to practice in an environment where they feel safe and they don't feel pressured. Um, for example, bots. I mean, I know the new Battlefield game's got bots in it. Right. So if you wanted to, as a new player, let's say you understand the fundamentals of first-person shooters, you know the Wasda moves or the analog stick moves, right trigger fires, whatever. If you wanted to, you could literally... Make your own game, uh, you versus 100 and, uh, sorry, you with 127 bots in the match and just play around a conquest, practice. You know, maybe you could put the bots on passive mode so that they couldn't shoot back and you could just dive into it there where you're not in a online environment, let's say, versus other real players and chill and take it at your own speed. Um I think that you know that that kind of system and feature is going to be so sought after in modern first-person shooters, especially uh, because it gives those new new players the option to practice and, and to just get used to things. Because I mean, like I've I've done a few tests in the past with Warzone, um, just you know sometimes for content, sometimes for curiosity. Let's say I'm a new Warzone player, I make a new account. What's that experience like? And I remember on one of the accounts, I queued up for solos, and um, within the first couple of minutes, I was killed by a rose skin who was level like 300 and something. And I was thinking, imagine if this was, you know, an actual <laughs> new player, like experiencing that for the first time. You know, the guy that's yeah. alone out. So it's it's really tricky for game devs, especially if the game's been out for a while. Like with, with Warzone, I think the new map coming out, that's going to bring a lot of, um, what do they call them? When a player stops playing, they, they call like, them like turn or like uh, lapsed lapsed players. Lapsed players, they, yeah. They, they, they I wanted before. to say relapse, but I didn't. It didn't sound right. 
um, I think I think more of those will come back to try the new map out. But um, you're still going to have all the sweaty players there. So, you know, what? maybe they ran the best BMM. Maybe they put bots in the game. You know, Warzone's never had bots in live matches, but it has bots in Modern Warfare. They've got the yeah. tech there already. So what's to say that they won't do that to help new players or help fill out servers in the future? Well, yeah, I mean, the way that I even recommend people to kind of learn on it is to just go into custom game lobbies and turn bots on. Like, Call of Duty's multiplayer has such an elaborate system for custom games. It's like, it almost is in, in some ways what, like, Portals is for, for Battlefield's new mode where you're going to have all these customizations. Obviously, that's going to be way deeper in what you can do. But Call of mm -hmm. Duty actually has a really robust custom game system. That was what, even going back to Black Ops 1, like, that was how I partially started my channel was like doing community games with people and setting up our own little thing. It was really reminiscent for me, even of going back to like Halo one and just setting up land events and playing with some friends. Like that's what I was trying to recapture by being yeah. able to do that. And call of Duty's always been really good at that, except when it comes to Warzone. like they don't really have a good system for it. Like they've got like a little training ground area for it, but it's literally so, like it's, it's, it's way too basic. And a mm -hmm. lot of games do have some type of like even apex legends got a firing range. It didn't really have that at first. Fortnite's got creative mode, and they've got a whole bunch of different, like, community-made training things on it now, too. But it also doesn't – it didn't really have that at launch either. So it's going to be interesting to see, even with this launch of the new Battlefield and the ability to go in and train against bots, just, like, learn it, set it to easy, or set whatever even hard, hard things you want on it, too. Like, I feel like that's going to be an opportunity to train on the game and to, and to learn from it, but – I'm also not so certain of like what some of the longevity of it is going to be. And a lot of people have even asked me like, do you think you're going to keep playing this? Or are you going to go back to Warzone? Like how's your content going to be balanced out with this new cycle that's coming out? And it's like, well, I still want to have a lot of the competitive. It's not even really competitive, but like this, this to what you're saying is like the story arc with it, this, this intensity to have collection moments, to have some of those things that I, that I really enjoy about battle Royales that I would love to continue to have. And with the new Vanguard map coming, like seeing that map, I, I finally realize how badly I really want a new map um, mm -hmm. to, to have new experience on, to have new areas to learn. Like that's one of my favorite things whenever like even playing Ring of Elysium and some of these other battle royales that have come out, like it's just fun to go play it, experience, see what kind of environmental things you can get into with it. But, you know, with, uh, with Battlefield, it's like, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. I'm sure I'm going to play through it. Even when Battlefield 5 came out with their DLC with, like, the islands, I think that was the most recent one that I had really played. It was, like, you know, you're conquesting over all the islands and pushing through it. I had a lot of fun on it. It was really good. I did videos on it. I enjoyed it. But it was also, like, okay, I experienced it. Like, I, I, I pulled off the, the moment on it, and, you know, it just – it didn't have uh, – it didn't, it didn't keep on recreating the intensity for me as I was playing it. So I feel like, at least personally, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to play it for a while. And I think the portals mode is really the most interesting thing to me, being able to, like, create our own environment, to even bring community games in on it. Um, but I, I, I feel like I'm still going to be playing the Battle Royales and going back to Vanguard. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it's good. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of questions out on where that's going to be. Obviously, same thing with Battlefield. But I guess, like, where do you kind of even see yourself going with that? And, um, I mean, do, oh, you, man. do you reiterate or do you, feel that, do you feel the same way at all? Um, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, the longevity of 2042 for me is going to come down to the live service. I mean, they've said that in the first year they're going to have four new specialists and four new maps. 
Um, it's on a quarterly update, right? Yeah, that's right. So every, every three months there's going to be, you know, new stuff. Um, and then they've got seasons in between that, I suppose, where they have events and narrative beats because there's, there's no single player. So it, it's gonna, I think it's going to feel a lot similar yeah. to how they've done it with Warzone. Um, you know, with those that little cinematic they made, Exodus, you know. Um, yep. I expect we'll see more of those. Um, so for me, it really depends on the level and the quality of content that they're releasing on a regular basis. Um, Portal, as you mentioned, that's going to be huge for, uh, you know, keeping people engaged with the game and coming up with new game modes, new ideas, um, especially for content creation. You know, I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to use Portal a little bit. I don't think I'm going to create anything insane because there'll be people out there who can just do it way better than I could. And I, I, I'm the kind of person that would much prefer to play, uh, beautifully crafted experience that someone else has made than a, right. um, you know, something rudimentary that I can throw together. Uh, so that's going to definitely add a, a lot of longevity. Um, Hazard Zone, though, you know, again, if that's part of the live service, um, th there's rumors that's kind of like a mix between Escape from Tarkov and Hunt Showdown. So in a Battlefield game, that could give you that element of this is a clutch. Uh, my that life has be... value. Right. And that's you know, the that... thing is like, but it's so hard to make any like I don't know anything about where, where that's going to go or what that could even be. But also like if you're talking about like the live experience and like the continuation of what they release mm -hmm. since like Battlefield Four, like I, I I remember looking at Westy's chart that he posts like when every new game comes out, it's like look at all the content that we got when Battlefield Four came out, and look at how little content we've gotten for like every other game that's come out since then, which does <laughs> which also doesn't have premium, right? Like. Back in yeah. Battlefield 4, you had to get premium. You had like you were paying extra for all this extra content. Now there's no paying for any of it. Everything's free, which is great, like because it keeps everybody together. Like obviously there's a ton of problems with, with having the premium system, but it also feels like over all the last games that have come out, like we really haven't got a lot of content to keep us going on it. Like I, that's where I'm I'm more concerned with like the 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 roadmap. And you know, they even mentioned quarterly. It's like for a multiplayer game, especially, like that. To me, it really heavily relies on new maps, new experiences that I can get because it doesn't come from, sometimes at least, it doesn't come from some of those uh, moments. Like it does come from, you know, I've put over a thousand hours into Warzone. I've got over 600 wins and like there are uh, hundreds and hundreds of videos on on just like a lot of different scenarios and weapon And like, it just, I don't know, it just feels different to me. And that's where I'm kind of concerned of what that, roadmap looks like and are we really going to get delivered on what that's going to be how does it incorporate into it mm -hmm. i would yeah, I love so. i i would love to go full commit on on battlefield and just like have like a lot of new experiences be able to experience the destructible environment all the things that i want on the game that i'm playing like all, all the stuff that i would like it's the same thing with call of duty too though like it's not a perfect game either there's so many things that i want to have implemented into cod that's just like even just as basic as having, uh, you know, the, the things that Battlefield do do have, like having custom games and environments of the portal or uh, having destructible environment. If those were in Call of Duty, I would be ecstatic. But we also don't have that. So it's like, it's kind of split between where they're even going. But that's where I think, you know, at least to somebody who plays as much as me, I'm kind of excited to have the experiences of both of them too. Yeah, I mean, we we sport. I think we sport for choice. Like this uh, this holiday season, let's say from October to December, we're going to have a new battlefield, a new COD, a new Warzone map. They said that comes out before the end of the year. 
Far Cry 6, Halo Infinite. Yep. You know, yep. that's going to be huge as well. Uh, if you're into racing games, games like Forza, um, did I mention Far Cry 6, uh, Back for Blood. Um, so, I mean, in terms of uh, variety, uh, just as a, as a content creator, but also as a, as a gamer, there's going to be so much choice there. Uh, but going back what, to what you said about, like, how, how am I going to balance, like, Hard and Battlefield? Um, I'm just going to do both. I'm just going to keep, yeah. you know, like, I've, I've spent the last, um, when did uh, Warzone come out? March. It was March 2019. So the last, like, 18 months building up an, an audience for Warzone. I'm not yeah. just going to throw that away because there's a new Battlefield game that people are into. Um, you can you can have a mix, and and uh, I think people enjoy uh, the variety in the content. Warzone can be a very different experience to Battlefield. Battlefield's much more about highlights, I find, whereas people can sit there and watch a 25-minute game of Warzone and be entertained all the way through, whether that's because you're a good commentator or there's just some good mm -hmm. banter. Let's say we were playing with Acolyte or Tomographic, for example. Um, you know, whereas whereas Battlefield's a different style, it's a different vibe to that. Um, it's more like the the, the moment. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to do both. Like I think there's a, a massive opportunity there for both games, and and you can have an audience that is invested in both, and it's fine. Like there doesn't have to be this rivalry, even though there is between COD and Battlefield. They can exist in the the same space. It doesn't have to be black and white, one one or the other. Like you can enjoy both of them. Yep. No, it's true. And uh, that's something that, you know, I I've been watching your content for a very long time across all of this. And it's been really cool to see your perspective on so much of it because I feel like you do articulate it so well. And like you, you just present it very well across even all the variety of games that you do play, even if it's just like a playthrough of a game or whatever it is. Uh, I always really like it. I think that's actually a good place to uh, wrap it up and to tease all you guys as well. If you guys want to go check out Jack Frags and see some more of his content, what he's got to say on all these games, uh, youtube.com slash Jack Frags. Like I said, I've been following him for a very long time. I think he's a fantastic dude. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed the conversation. Anything else you want to add or throw out there? No, I mean, this was really cool. It's, it's good to chat and um, uh, just – you know, it, just have a, a conversation that uh, goes on for a while because, yeah. you know, I think we, we have a lot in common in terms of our content creation journey. And, uh, yeah, it's a really cool opportunity. And I uh, just want to say thanks to everyone that tuned in today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks so much for joining. And uh, if you guys want to see some more of these, smash some likes and maybe we'll, uh, we'll have some more podcasts like this where you sit down, enjoy as you're scrolling through Facebook, your feed, or listening in while you're uh, uh, on the road or whatever you're doing. Thanks so much for joining, everybody, and I'll see you in another one.